Welcome to This Week in Craft Beer, the podcast, the weekly show where we interview the people making the magic happen in the UK craft beer scene. Sponsored by Bruiser, the UK's top-rated craft beer subscription service. This Week in Craft Beer publishes the UK's leading craft beer newsletter every Monday morning by email. To subscribe for free, please visit www.thisweekincraft.beer. This Week in Craft Beer would like to thank our generous Patreon supporters, Sue Johnson, Steve Hartley, Jazz Hundell, Bayonet Brewing Co, Dolphin Brewery, Paper Mill Micropub, Berkshire Beer Box, Smallback Brewing Co, Belgium and Blues Southampton, Doug Thayer, Robert Baker, Aid Bardi, James Moss, The Brew Brothers, Paul Whelan, Bettina Cassidy, Forks Brewery, Claire Costa, James Cox, Craig Hatton and Steve Pratt. This Week in Craft Beer members can now get exclusive discounts and savings at some of the top UK craft breweries. If you're interested in saving money or simply want to help support us, then please visit our website at www.thisweekincraft.beer for more information and to join at just £1.99 per month. We hope you won't, but of course you can cancel this at any time. Okay, it's Friday afternoon and Steve and I are thrilled to be back at the Alex Hotel and we're back here with Joe from Pentridge. He's brought Ryan, his business partner as well, so that's amazing. And really looking forward to catching up with these guys. It's been two years and a lot of beer under the bridge, as it were, since we were last um, chatting. So firstly, please introduce yourselves, guys, and then let's get into what you've been up to. Yeah, I'm Joe, and I'm co-founder of Pentridge, along with Ryan. Yeah, I'm Ryan, co-founder. Partner in crime. Partner in crime, absolutely. Excellent. So, two and a bit years since we last spoke, Joe, which seems insane that time passes so quickly. Yeah, it does seem, it does seem like yesterday, doesn't it? <laughs> now we're all back here. We're, you know, we're, we're literally six feet away from where we chatted last time, a different table. But it's nice weather as well again. Yeah, it last is. time, which yeah. is remarkable for, for Derby. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. To, it's just such a good pub. It's great to be back in here. Always had a great beer list, hasn't it? And, uh, you know, I know that it's a, it's a place that's, that's close to Pentridge's heart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what are the highlights for you guys the last two years, would you say? Well, to be honest, I mean, the, highlights and the highlight of the whole thing has mainly been just consolidating where we were. Because um, obviously when we started canning our beers during lockdown, mm-hmm. things took off for us. And it's just been about maintaining that, really. That's, yeah. been, that's been a challenge for us, maintaining quality and, and uh, pushing out the same amount of beer. Yeah. Obviously then Cask has come back online. Yeah. Um, in a really big way. So that accounts now for about half of what we do again. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, yeah. It's been challenging because the business is now split more or less half and half. So we, we basically do it, we rotate every week we're releasing cask or keg right. or can. So it's just it's just like plate spinning really trying to keep it all, yeah. keep it all going. I mean, I know when we spoke two years ago, you were, you were making cask beer almost out of the sort of bloody mindedness of it because you just wanted to do it. And, you know, it was, I know it certainly wasn't economic to doing the, the volumes you were producing in those days, you know, especially with the level of hopping you were sticking in your cask beers. So has that changed? Are you still producing the same ridiculously hot yeah. to death uh, gas beers or yeah I think so we've certainly made no effort to economise haven't we <laughs> 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 um, but um, yeah, yeah. The, the old traditional uh, sort of styling as well as the uh, so you, 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 yeah, you'll make a, a, an occasional sort of English yeah. pale or, or whatever will you or, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's mainly still the sort of hazy crazy hazy crazy yeah we've started trying to produce gold nail and, and bitter as well which mm-hmm. are styles that we both love I mean we were drinking the, the gold nail that we just released yeah. um, last week in a, in a pub in, in Ripley and both loved it and it was it's interesting because that isn't really what we're known for like no. clear not particularly heavily hopped beer yeah. but um, there seems to be a real 
interest in it. I think because oh. there's so much now, so so much beer is hazy and hoppy. Like yeah, it's, it's um, almost like it's a novelty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Gold now, yeah. so. and it's certainly a novelty when they get a Pentridge beer that's clear. As well. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I love People that. Take it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And has the have the economics of the situation changed? So are, are people more prepared to pay a fair price for a heavily hopped cast beer than they were two years ago? Would you say? Um, I would say that we get a fair price for the beer that we mm-hmm. make now, and I think that's partly to do with fact that we've got a better reputation yeah our reputation's grown at least sure. I think more pubs that probably were, wouldn't have stopped hazy cask as well two years ago probably right. are now definitely mm-hmm. yeah we're getting more used to seeing it and no doubt about that right yeah, yeah which loves to help yeah and how, how far out is your cask beer getting it gets all over the place now yeah, isn't it because it goes down to London okay yeah. um, you know more about this yeah, than me we, we deliver sort of direct sort yeah. of up to Yorkshire and uh, mm-hmm. to South Birmingham Fantastic. And everything else kind of just goes, uh, yeah. goes out through a few wholesalers, sort of further afield, yeah. It's also from Sweden, actually. We've got a cask in Sweden oh, as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did that a uh, couple of months ago, didn't we? It's right. really bizarre, though, because in Sweden, yeah. like the cool beer in Sweden is like Timmy Taylor it, Landlord. Yes, yeah. 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 Yeah, they have no interest in hazy cask beer, no. which is great. No, I, I used to do a lot of drinking in, in Sweden, and, and especially in Stockholm, and, and there are pubs in Stockholm that would have interesting English keg beers, you know, traditional English beers on keg, when you couldn't get them here. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking nearly 10 years ago, you know, yeah. so, so you were going there and you say, hang on a second, that's not a keg beer. Um, and you taste it and it was actually, was, you know, it, it was more interesting probably than the cask equivalent because, you know, I, yeah. I guess just keg is just, at least to my palate, just is, sings a bit more in terms of the hot flavors yeah. and whatever, I don't know. We, so. were, we were in... Uh, it was last year, wasn't it? We, we went over to Sweden for a uh, with our wholesale invited us over, and we were interviewed by some drinks magazine. I can't remember the name of it, but the guy came in as like super trendy kind of beer geek guy. Just went straight for the landlord. Didn't yeah. he? This place had some amazing beers. <laughs> up there. Yeah. They just had one handful of two yeah. landlord on. Yeah, wow. takeovers. That sour, the Belgian brewery. Taking over the taps. Yeah, fantastic, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Tilkin, maybe. Til- yeah, Tilkin. Oh, Tilkin. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Like, uh, and they had just no interest. No, that was heaven. Yeah. Yeah. But you just saw everybody, you always want what you can't get. Don't yeah. you? It's just yeah. a, this human uh, human characteristic, I'm afraid. So, in terms of this year, then, what have you done? You know, I know you, you guys are pouring next door at Derby Beercom, which is why we're in town this yeah. weekend. Um, have you done the other festivals? We did a festival in Holland. Oh huh? uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Nineoven. Yeah, that was yeah. that was awesome. That was but it was really cool though. Like we met, like we were next to the Mikkeler guys, and they were right. great. And it was like it was really good fun, wasn't it? Yeah. A really good oh, time. We travelled. Went up to Groningen and yeah. Um, anywhere else? Yeah, we did, uh, did a couple of sort of cities and towns, but sort of stuck in our beer. Yeah, for a wholesale, so we just sort of sent us on a little adventure. Yeah, we get out. The festival went really well, didn't it? Yeah, we won the festival. Flying out, yeah, yeah. Got through everything we took. Yeah, and we do a lot. They're one of our big, bigger like wholesale markets, aren't they? Over the yeah, in Europe anyway. Yeah, and we were meant to be doing a festival in in America next month, but that's sadly been cancelled. Yeah, that's frustrating. I mean, there has been a few festivals cancelled in the US this year. I think it was more permitting, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not very often that you get invited to like to support a beer festival and you're desperate to go. No, exactly. Yeah, no inconvenience whatsoever, would it? Saying to the missus, I've just got to go. Can't spend a week. I've got to go to America today. It's all come crashing down then. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, just think of all the, all the side trips you could have made as well oh, while you're yeah. in there. Yeah. If 
probably good for our levers. That uh, I feel like you should go anyway. You should, you know, you, 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 if you'd have actually got out ahead of this and booked a few collabs or whatever, you could say to the missus, "Look, I've got to go." I could have done, yeah. I, mean, I, sh- I shouldn't have told her it was cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't suggest that. Yeah. <laughs> Does she listen to the podcast as well? No, although she might. She might mock up a few photos. What else you highlights from this summer? You been to any festivals? You got you know you done any ta- takeovers or any anything else in the UK that that sticks out for being fun no, this summer? No, not done a huge amount of festivals in the UK. We uh, yeah, for whatever reason we don't don't tend to don't get uh, out much. Tend to get no no we kind of <laughs> sort of live in a cave pretty much in uh, Derbyshire. I mean for us it, because of where we are we don't have we don't have a tap room so we yeah. we don't do a, a lot of events at our place generally. No, and um, I don't know we just. We're not really in that whole kind of event space. We no. only really do Derby. I mean, I was saying, it was funny because we were chatting to the guys from Braybrook earlier, right. and they were saying, like, asking why we don't do all the festivals. They never say, I was like, I don't know really. We just never have got into it. We've never no. really been on that scene. I think it's cause we're, we're, we're probably we're, not very proactive about it. Well, no. either, so we're so not really, we, we never. And with us only being two of us, it's kind of yeah. hard to tear yourself away from. Yeah. Sort of days, full days work. To yeah, it's like even today. Like this week's been difficult because we've got our Friday off. Yeah, so it's like so you're just trying to trying to get ahead yeah. of, of everything. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's assuming yeah. that you're selling everything you can make already. There's yeah. no need to, you know, necessarily go you know go out of your way to to expand the you know the brand recognition. Is it? I mean, I know no, it's and a, it's expensive. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of travel. But yeah. we just don't for whatever reason. No, but I mean it's the networking, isn't it? I guess it's you know the festivals. That's the, that's the thing. We well, people say that. It's just an excuse to go out on the pitch. <laughs> well, exactly. well that's, <laughs> that is networking. Yeah. In the real world, I think it's just another yeah. thing that we're terrible at as well. Networking. Mm. Sort of, uh, what about collaborations? You don't do that many of those. We don't. We, we do. I mean, we, we did, did a, Bristol, didn't we? We did Bristol. Yeah, yeah, we did one yeah. with Unseen Creatures from Miami this yeah. year. That was really cool. Mm. I really loved that beer when that came out. Yeah. So. How did that colour come about? Then? It came about through uh, Matt Hinton at Brewcam. Yeah. I think I've mentioned on this podcast before. Actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. I think yeah. he gets a lot of American beers in through a, right. an American wholesaler. And Unseen Creatures were on their roster. Yeah. Like I think the wholesaler brought them over to, to the UK. Mm-hmm. Just to, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, to to visit a few cities, really. So, yeah, and they came to they ended up in in Pentridge. Yeah, we took them to the uh, the Holly Bush at, at Makeney, which is a lovely little pub. Um, yeah. not far from about about fifty minute drive from here right, in the countryside. Yeah. which uh, they loved. They couldn't get over it because I don't think they'd ever been in. Oh, absolutely! Like, I mean, you know, a bit like any other American beer fans, yeah. they're going to you know, you yeah. can, well, oh, absolutely. Although they had absolutely no yeah. interest in cask, which I well, couldn't get ahead of. That is surprising. The thing is, it was thirty degrees. Oh, okay. So it was, it, was, it was the one good day of the summer, yeah. if they happened to be here. So. Mm-hmm. But then over the summer, we um, we did our birthday release in May, right? Yeah. Which was uh, was really good. So we got to rebrew a lot of stuff that we'd made in the first part of lockdown, yeah. Like uh, birthdays in isolation and Jumbo King, oh yes. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And that was great fun because it was great, like getting the brew sheets out and looking at what we'd actually done because it'd been such a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that was great, and that went down a storm. So we did a thing with Bruiser, like with right. part of their subscription box for that yep. month. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, and the response to that was really good. Yeah. Um, you finding Bruiser to be a really good channel for you? Yeah, I think yeah. I mean they're, they're great, aren't they? I mean we we've done a, the guys, yeah, they're friends. We've done too. a collaboration with them and Neil Raptor, and we're launching it tonight. It's being poured. Oh, it's, 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 I, just, I just put it on. The machine a moment ago, so it's going to be served tonight for the first time. Oh, brilliant! What beer's that? So that's uh, unsurprisingly an IPA with um, yeah. with the uh, Citra, Motueka, Strata, um, yeah, Mosaic. Yeah, nice. but it's it's banging. I tried it a minute ago. A- uh, ABV? Yeah, six point five. Okay. Good. Classic. 
Good yeah. 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 <laughs> so I suspect we'll be going back to the brewery for another keg of it tomorrow. But nice. How many kegs have you bought here to Derby Beer Con? Well, we're planning on serving six beers at a time. One of our machines broke, so you know, <laughs> so, we've, uh, so I think we've got. Eight different seven, beers. Seven different beers. Seven different beers. Yeah. It's sort yeah. of four at a time, so right. rotating. It's a great venue for it. Yeah. Really good venue. Yeah, we haven't been before. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, lots of good breweries. They've got plenty of local stuff this time as well, and some yeah. like, interesting European breweries. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. I mean, so, so there's, there's quite a lot of local, and there's quite a lot of... Well, in fact, there's more than quite a lot. There's a huge number of, of European brewers, actually, yeah. and not, not that many um, other UK brewers, which I actually think is, you know, it's quite a nice balance, you know, yeah, like you yeah. might... I it's think it's interesting. I think it makes it more fun because obviously a lot of the local breweries are not necessarily in that craft space. Right. In that get a lot of attention online. Yeah. So it's nice for people who travel to, get to see the yeah, local to actually stuff. Get, get to see that local. But then it, you don't yeah. just get the same people because you've got a lot of breweries from Europe. You don't just get the same breweries every time, do you? Right. It's, it, can, it can often just be the same sort of. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, people that go to the you know the big UK craft beer festivals will be familiar with seeing those big yeah, names yeah, every, every time. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's and the fun of it is trying stuff you haven't had before. Isn't definitely. It? That's, that's, yeah. That's the thing that. So I'm looking. I mean, they've got uh, they've got Struzer on. Yeah, and that, you know, worth coming just for that. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to a beer festival. Didn't please me anyway, so I'm sure it's going to be great. But in particular, I think the, you know, looking at the tap lists of the of the Europe, some of the European guests, really some really interesting beers. Uh, mm. I know Steve's a massive fan of Nerd uh, Brew from. Sweden, All right, yeah. Uh, which yeah, I think they've got 17.8% imperial yeah, stout. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's a big yeah. stout fan. <laughs> 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 I think Struz have got a beer on this 22%. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah. going to be, going to be a big afternoon. Yeah. Let's take a short break so we can recharge our glasses. Bruiser is the UK's top-rated craft beer subscription service which connects you with 120 of the UK's best independent breweries and cideries. It's a unique model where each month you choose a brewery, they curate a box of their freshest brews and it gets delivered direct to you from the Brewery Cold Store. Prices start from as little as £29 per month, including delivery. And you can save £8 off your first box with the code TWICB. Head over to www.bruiser.beer to explore and support independent breweries like never before. So I'm back with Joe and Ryan and Steve, of course, for the second half of this conversation. And at this stage, gents, I always like to have a bit of fun and put the guest on the spot and ask them to tell me, is there anything you wish you'd done differently? Looking here for things that you'd like to share that maybe other brewers or other people thinking about starting a brewery could benefit from. Now. <laughs> or has it all been perfect? Don't do it. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's the thing. I think the, the, uh... Don't go into it too, uh, too lightly. It's not quite as fun as you probably would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be the uh, thing I do differently. I don't. I don't. I sometimes wonder whether I do it again. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, it's worked out quite well so far. So mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. I mean, there were, there were small things around like about equipment and things like that mm-hmm. that you yeah. maybe do differently or. Um, but I suppose I, as well, like it's nothing big really. Yeah, is there? Like, just little things that you like, like any any sort of area in life that you can look back on and go. If I'd have known in sort of hindsight. Oh yeah. yeah. I suppose the COVID years, we kind of got used to the change in the the, the sort of landscape of the, the industry and uh, sort of planned thinking we'd be selling probably much more canned beer than we, we do at the moment, and then obviously all sort of switched back once the pubs are open. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's small things like that where you. Uh, it's yeah. so hard to know, ahead of yourself, I think, you know, yeah. anybody that actually traded through COVID and has come out the other side still standing, you know, did a lot right, I think mm. it's fair to say. Yeah. So, you know, don't we got quite lucky. You can't hit, you know, you can't beat yourself up too badly about minor yeah, yeah, yeah. mistakes during yeah. that ridiculous time <laughs> when, you know, yeah. hopefully we never have to experience again. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I know we discussed this in the past, but we came across you because of the, the, the listing you had on the Raptors website yeah, which, which yeah. worked out I guess brilliantly for the business yeah, as a whole that's you know, most people sort of yeah. came, came out sort of to, to sort of notice because everyone thought we were a new brewery yeah you know, and, 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 you know serendipitously it happened to be Jumbo King that was the first beer we bought from you I and mean, you know we went absolutely nuts over that yeah. I mean, it was just so ridiculously good and it was yeah. just you know who the hell are these guys brewing this beer you know, we'd never heard of them, but this yeah. taste, you know, yeah, it's tasting. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a beer from the gods, and so you know that was a, you know, great. Nothing lucky about it because you know it's a great school to brew that beer, but it was generous of Tom and Co to to give you that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, market space. Yeah, Speaking of mistakes, as well, and Jumbo King. You've got to confess to something, otherwise this segment is no fun. I've got I've got night terrors still from this, but yeah, by all means. I I was um, I was at Glastonbury um, this year. Yeah, I had a few at the time, had, and uh, got what a phone call from Ryan. It sounded um, very distressed that he'd accidentally uh, undid the wrong valve on the bottom of the oh, tank shit. and blown an entire batch of Jumbo King oh. down all over the brewery. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. That drowned myself in the process. Yeah, but, uh, it smelled good there, apparently. Yeah, it smelled good in your funeral. Yeah, well, that's incredible. Hawk effort. I was covering hops. Oh, no. Yeah, that was a level. That's something I wish I could have changed. Yeah. That was an expensive mistake. Yeah, yeah. 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 and I tell you about it. I'm still trying to develop a sense of humour about it. But yes. <laughs> yeah, I've given up on that. Yeah, you need to get into the next tax year, Joe, yeah. I think, before you can start to smile about that. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to get through therapy. But yeah, I mean, other like other than stupid stuff like that, like yeah. that's there hasn't really been anything. anything no. big. it's different for us because we because we've started we started so small with such a low budget, yeah, and we've grown so gradually. Mm-hmm. We've never made any like expensive mistakes. No, well, well, <laughs> well apart from that one, like you know. A minor one, relatively. We've never yeah. like you know you, you hear all these horror stories of people bought equipment, that signed didn't out work, this huge or, unit, or yeah, yeah, doubled this tank size, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they've done things that have really come like really really hurt them. And we haven't yeah. really had anything like that. And it's no. partly because we've it's been so gradual for us yeah. over, over the course of time. I think the main question for us is like deciding what kind of brewery we're actually going to be going forward. Yeah, we're kind of. All things to all men at the minute, aren't we? Yeah. Like we make, yeah. we make trad kind of bitters, we make yeah, du- yeah. triple IPAs, we make imperial stouts. Like and how, have you have you got any conclusions on that question yet? Or are you still still? Well, you feel like you, you do you do you like to think that you um, you have a plan and you and you execute the plan, but in reality, you end up just following the market around. Yeah, and this is kind of what everybody does. Yeah, the great thing for us is because we have a really strong core business of producing cask beer yeah. it gives us the freedom to try different things so we've started this, done, just released the first one which is on tonight of releasing like flavoured stouts which right. we've never done before okay. so we're going to develop that over the next few months and see, it and, and see how that develops yeah it's all just trying to find so an edge t- tell us about that beer what, what? so that's beer with, um, with lactose and with vanilla mm-hmm. um, but in the past we've we've struggled with stout I have a tendency to try and brew them in a way that trying to make them kind of subtle and it doesn't really 
come over, I think you just need to throw the kitchen sink at it, which is what we've done with this. So it's thick and sweet and yeah. rich, and it's got a lovely dark tan head and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Someone's left that Linda on it. <laughs> but you'll have to try it and then you yeah. can tell me what you think but what's the ABV? Uh, only five and a half okay. mm-hmm. um, just going to keep brewing them until we get good at it yeah. stout games has never been something that we focused on no so, so um, yeah and you know I guess it, the, the, the challenge is when you're uh, you know a, a successful small brewery who can sell all the beer you make is you haven't got space in your brew schedule to get you know to try experiment too much have you uh, or at least you know you haven't got space in your brew schedule to learn how to brew a new style because that no. you know, inevitably is going to turn out some beers which are maybe not quite what you hope they'd be and so it's yeah, yeah exactly and yeah. also because our tanks are all we don't have any small tanks pilot kits so no. it's uh, I say it ends up being an expensive mistake if you do uh, try to do uh, yeah well the next phase of expansion we're looking at putting mm. some smaller tanks in so we can brew smaller batches of, right. of bigger stronger beer um, but no, we just uh, the pressure for us is kind of we have turned tanks over so fast, yeah, so so fast. I mean, beer gets if, if I showed you our brew schedule, you'd be amazed about how quickly <laughs> we could how quickly we turn beer around, yeah. Because um, we have we have no option, so you can't you, you can't keep something and in, in, in age it on vanilla beans in, no. in tank and, and things like that. We don't have that luxury, no. so everything no. gets brewed and it's got to be out as fast as it can. I had an interesting beer from you from my bruiser box. We mentioned bruiser earlier. Mm. And, um, and then we're going to see a couple months ago. It was a IPA with coffee. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, South and Sounds. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I love that bit. It's one of my favourite beers we've done. But to say it split the room is yeah. I didn't have that one. Yeah, yeah. A fraction of people enjoyed it, but so Siren. You know, one of our local, one of my local brewers, I should say, Siren, and they. I don't think they've done it the last couple of years, but they used to do a coffee series, didn't they? And release four coffee-influenced beers, and yeah. there would always be at least one IPA. Yeah, I think in it, that form. It really works. Yeah. Yeah. West Coast IPA. We we did it because we were talking about styles of beer that just trying to think outside the box a bit in terms of yeah. all. And, and we'd had I think it was Stone Mocker, I think it was called. Um, yeah, a few years, years ago now, years, yeah. um, and absolutely loved it. Yeah, I'm going to try and recreate that. We're really happy with how it turned out. Yeah, it was. It just didn't exactly. Uh, no. I think this is a problem at the minute, though, with with the way that beer is talked about, and certainly the way it's scored online. You would yeah, you, the untapped score oh, that wasn't great. But no, I, was, uh, I loved it. But, but you you just you just being pushed down a route of producing, well, hazy beer with four hops. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, because those beers are amazing. Mm-hmm. They are, but like you get so many people who are unable to seemingly enjoy anything else. I don't quite know. Well, as you know, sweet stout yeah. being the exception, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I was, was going to say, yeah, yeah. And, and maybe heavily fruited uh, sours is the third mm. category that, yeah. that you know gets blessed with high high scores, regardless mm. of whether they're any good or not. But the problem is, it's like I, I don't care about the untapped score in and of itself, but it does affect other people buying it. It does, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. if it, if the score, if the untapped score on a beer tanks, it it doesn't move. So then you've got no incentive to brew it again. So no. it just dies away. So it's it's not great. No. But if people um, don't like it, they're entitled to say so. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since they bought it. Yeah. 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 Um, we are it's very self-promoting and self-serving, and I feel slightly self-indulgent. Slightly guilty about even introducing <laughs> this next conversation. But we are drinking. Tell me about your beer journey, which is our uh, our first ever collab uh, brewed with Phantom. Um, what seven, eight weeks ago now? Um, so it's been five weeks in can. It's been very carefully chilled since since then. Believe me, it's, it's, I can vouch for the uh, 
maintaining the cold chain since I collected them from Phantom. But we're absolutely thrilled with this beer, and I'd be very keen to get your guys' thoughts on it. Um, yeah. Well, I've finished mine already. Yeah, so you have. Sorry, Ryan. I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we rambled on a bit, didn't no, we? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's absolutely lovely. Like, lovely mouthfeel, great aroma. Yeah, huge sort of saturated hop sort of flavours. Mm, totally. It's, uh, it's it's exactly what it says on the tin. We're on sale there. Yeah, no, it, it, we, we couldn't believe how well it turned out. And, um, you know, so, so it, it, absolutely zero credit is due to me and Steve, other than <laughs> to say that we managed not to get in the way and spoil the, the brew day. But no, Matt uh, Phantom did an amazing job with this and we're, yeah. we're, we're thrilled with it. And, uh, I'd, I'd be curious to get your thoughts on how long you think this would be really good, and you know how. So I've got another three or four cans left. When would you? When would you say? I sh- how should I drink those last three or four cans? I guess that's my question. I would put them away as quick as you can. I, I don't think this beer lasts long at all. No, like, well, that's like, my question. Like, yeah, and, yeah. And we find it's the most frustrating thing about brewing this style. It just mm. doesn't. To me, it doesn't can well. It doesn't keep well. So no. You, you, I find that the beer and keg last a lot longer. Okay. So we've got a yeah. keg of sweater rather on, mm-hmm. which is double IPA we released what, about six weeks ago. Yeah. And I just tried that off the the Linda, and it's yeah. and it's still absolutely cracking. Fantastic. But I've had it in can, and it just just starts to lose a little bit. bit. Yeah. You know, we do we spend so much time trying to eliminate any oxygen yeah. in, a, in a canning process, but you can't eliminate it completely. No, it is. inevitably, yeah. Um, it's just it's got to be drunk fresh. Yeah. I mean, well, one thing still I think, looking like. Thought, yeah, this looks perfect. This looks like yeah, can yeah. yeah no, I, I don't think this has deteriorated at all in the five weeks since it was packaged. But um, yeah, it's been looked after, yeah. Yeah, it's been a hundred percent. You know, it's not gone above two degrees or whatever. But um, it's, I don't suppose it will last more than another month. Will it? Will it be, you know, at this, uh, this so. level now. It'll still be good. It just won't be yeah. this good. Like, yeah. I kind of feel like I want to save a can for six months and see what it tastes like. It's worth doing. Just a science project or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I like the fact that it has no dextrin mole in it. Because I find beer at this sort of strength when they have dextrumol and it gets a bit kind of thick, right? And, yeah, and chewy. Mm-hmm. Is it still really clean and, and fresh tasting? It's not yeah. like got that kind of flabby taste that I find that dextrumol often brings yeah. to this sort of beer. Because we use dextrumol in our lower ABV stuff, right? We only just start doing it actually just to fatten them up a bit, right? Trying to give it a bit more just on keg because yeah. the, the dissolved CO two they can make them a little bit thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we we're uh, we're very pleased to have this turn yeah. Um. What you guys got coming up, beer release-wise? Well, we've got... Well, we only tend to plan a couple of months ahead, don't we? So we've got Black IP on the on the brew plan. Well, what's coming out Happy next? Because we've got the Bruiser thing, haven't we? The Bruiser, well, yeah, the Truckosaurus that you mentioned, the mm. Neon Co-Lab, that's out there's, next week, basically. There's the Dipper as well, isn't there? Yeah. There's two more, Dippers. A couple more double IPs. Huh? Start of October, I think. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah, then sort of start to build up towards Christmas. Yeah. We tend to do, like, a Christmas mm-hmm. sort of pack on the web shop every every year which is more stress than it's worth most of the time <laughs> it is the most stressful time of year it's uh, not the most know, wonderful trying to get everything to tie in together uh, we always we release all, too many beers yeah. you see we always say yeah. let's do like let's do like nine beers yeah. it's like and stupid we tell like, <laughs> never again never again yeah. similar to what we did at the birthday we did seven beers we should just do like one rocking Rudolph cask beer and just yeah. done it <laughs> Just it was on the cannon. Are you never going to do that? I yeah. Don't see that yeah, so I'll we'll have some interest. You've got some ideas there. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. have some interest. You've got, you got anything laid, laid there, like barrel aged laid down for Christmas? Or? I've got some barrel aged stuff, but we're just doing an about what to do with this still. Yeah. Like we've, got the, we've still got the, um, what's it called? Um, Scotch Ale. Yeah, the Scotch Ale, the beer that we did with Cult of Oak. Cult of Oak, yeah. 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 So we put some out in That's rye. still in bourbon and rye mm-hmm. and Laphroaig barrels. It's, it's just. Finding time to do it, we might do it for Christmas. Might not. 
probably next Christmas. How often, <laughs> how often do you taste that? Uh, probably about every two or three months. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's still great. Like, yeah. It's just it, it keeps, seems to be getting more depth and yeah. But yeah, it's just finding time to do it and hoping that people will actually buy it if we spend <laughs> the money to actually package it. You know. Because yeah. to feel like that just isn't in vogue at the minute. Like. No. No, yeah, you need to probably do it in a pack of pack of three months, other yeah. beers to go with it, perhaps. Yeah. And somehow trying to find a way of getting it in a four forty can as well. <laughs> 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 well but surely that would come on a bigger price in a in a nice bottle with a, a yeah. wax wax mm. seal on the top, wouldn't it? So, yeah, yeah, we'll get around to it at some point. <laughs> you know, I, I know, you know, beer in can is is brilliant. You know, I don't need to be convinced about that. And you know, but it's just my question is if a if a you know, a, a big stout or a, as you say, a barrel aged scotch ale or something is, is in a 440 can. I always feel like it's just, you know, it, it's, it's too big of a yeah. quantity for a start. I don't, I don't want 440 mil of a beer like that. Yeah. But yeah. also, I feel like, you know, it's with a bit more ceremony and presentation, you know, yeah, I would yeah, be yeah. more excited about it. And it doesn't really make sense, nah. does it? Because I love beer out of can and I don't, you know, I never, I would never no, buy no. an IPA in a bowl. No, that's no. true. I know what you mean. Don't get me started on uh, wax cans as well. Oh, people, like, every now and then. I've run out of fingernails. It's a nice in the beer. You get a bit of wax in the beer. Extra flavour, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's quite absurd, isn't it? Really? Well, we will look forward to uh, seeing how that turns out. Which, however you package it, I'm mm, sure yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll enjoy it. But uh, yeah. have you got? Um, you, you, you'll do a big stout for Christmas, will you? Or I assume. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the whole duty change that the, that's yeah, yeah. In, uh, kind of complicates things. Uh, but I think yeah. probably for a for Christmas for a special sort of one. Yeah, the, but the thing is, with get gold eight point four. You'll know you'll move it quickly as well at Christmas. Which, yeah which is obviously very helpful. Yeah. Um, I always like brewing black IPA at Christmas, so I assume they yeah. one of those in there as well. Yeah. yeah. Maybe smoke water again. Mm-hmm. I can't that. We did that. Yeah. Three, two, three years ago in the Christmas yeah. pack, and that's that, uh, still one of my favourite beers. With nice. Brewing, yeah. So. Yeah. But again, it's like stuff like that. It's like smoke beer. Like, love it. Absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. We'll brew loads of it if we if we move it. But yeah. you just can't sell it most no. of the time. What about West versus East these days? I mean, I, I've seen a real noticeable increase in the number of West Coast mm-hmm. bales and IPAs yeah. in the last couple of months. Yeah, the enthusiasm for them, I've not really noticed a change in it. Uh, is it, is it it's brewers a, trying, it's to, trying to convince yeah, the industry I think so. that it's I mean, I mean, I think... <laughs> Of course, it's trying we to burn probably. through part of our hop contract. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. We've got we've got a lot of things like Centennial and Chinook and Simcoe yeah. and things like that, that, that go beautifully in that. I mean, we've we've got a keg of Old Man Patterson, which is mm. the West Coast double that we released recently. I, I loved that beer. I thought, yeah. I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, they're not they, they're they not they super show. popular. They yeah. don't move that quick. No, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, maybe maybe it'll change. I think it's probably brewery to brewery as well. We're known for making hazy beer. Yeah. People don't really care about anything else we do, <laughs> or so it seems. Yeah. You do get pigeonholed in that kind of way. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least you might as well. Be. If you're going to be pigeonholed, you might as well be pigeonholed into the most popular pigeonhole. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. It could be worse, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> One of the things I really want to talk to you guys about, uh, and we were just chatting about this off air, is a real common thread, the conversation I've had on the podcast, particularly this year, is always based around the taproom. And the you know the almost the necessity of having your own you know, direct to customer retail outlet to be able to you know command those profit margins, but also have the direct contact with your customer base, get that immediate feedback, you know, be able to play around with experimental batches on the bar. You know, there's a million reasons why tap rooms are, are you know are amazing, and you know that's why we all love them, of course. 
you guys do not have a tap room, you know, nor do you probably have the, the premises to, to really be able to have one at the moment. So what, what are your thoughts on that? And is that something that you, you know, keeps you awake at night or not? Well, not all. Well, we've managed to set our business up in a way that it doesn't need a tap room. Right. And it works purely mm-hmm. as a manufacturing business. Yeah. But we know, I mean, we've looked at moving and we mm-hmm. know that if you want to move into a, into, you know, frankly, a nicer unit, because ours is in a very run down in old industrial estate in the middle of nowhere um, then a tap room would be essential because there just isn't enough money in beer no not, not when you have to buy middlemen to no it's just, there just yeah. isn't yeah. it suggests there's something you know, profoundly wrong with how the uh, industry is taxed that's by a very beer. fair comment but, but, yeah. but yeah. because it shouldn't be the case that you have to you have to have a um, retail business on site to no to run a manufacturing company, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and that is the case. We, we you know we looked at when we expanded and bought our new brew system in 2019. We looked at moving to Derby, and the rents were three, four times what we were paying. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, if you do that, you've got to have a tap room. Yeah. yeah. So we just didn't do it. We just stayed where we are and yeah. expanded, made the unit work for us, um, which we didn't think would be possible, but it yeah. has been. Yeah. And we're going to expand again. Yeah. We're going to double the size of the business in the same space. Right. And so um, just talk to us about that because that you know it sounds like it's an impossible challenge. How are you going to accomplish that? Well, we're going to have to. We're just going to have to make certain compromises. We're going to have to do things like move our cold room outside and build it so that it's um, not within the internal floor. Yeah, internal not, not within yeah, the internal yeah. floor plan, yeah. and that it's weatherproof and that it's secure. Yeah, and that frees up floor space. Just yeah. things like that. Yeah, you know? um, just trying to rinse every last um, sort of square inch of space that we can get out of the place. Yeah, so that yeah. so that we don't have to move. No, um, because the second we do, as I say, we're going to have to have a retail business. Yeah, yeah, and so then that means you're then trebling or quadrupling yeah. the number of staff, and it, you know, so yeah. 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 the worry we've always had slightly as well is obviously Derby is the most natural sort of city we'd look at going. Yeah, in. it's always struggled slightly with independent businesses, not just breweries, but bars, restaurants. Right, you yeah. see, it's not the most studenty of cities. No, sort of historically, it's, it's also not. There's not a lot of urban living in Derby either. Yeah. No, but, um, I actually think that latter point may be yeah. more important than, yeah. the, than the former. You know, it's cities with big student. <laughs> Footprints don't actually necessarily make good craft beer venues because no. students got no money. No. You know, even even the posh places like Oxford and Cambridge, just, yeah. the students are still drinking on a budget. I so they're in, like weather, they're in weather spoons. Yeah, right? no, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I feel like it tends to mm. sort of the city sort of builds up, not off the back of them. Yeah, but no, it's it becomes fair, more of a vibrant yeah. sort of city, and then independent sort of pop up. Mm. You know, more for but you know, Derby yeah. is a big enough city you would mm. think to support it. Yeah, but it's, it's right. always, and yeah. obviously when you're paying the rents that that, that come come with it, you, you kind of want it to, to sort of hit the ground running and be a no-brainer. Whereas yeah. with Derby, you're kind of slightly wary. Everything. More or less, that's yeah. ever tr- tried that's to prosper it as uh, yeah. uh, for ideological reasons. Obviously, we can't possibly move to Nottingham. No. So <laughs> <that's true. laughs> the other obvious thing, um, Joe, which you mentioned you know, before we recorded, that you can't really call yourself Pendrick's Brewing if you're. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got about one square mile of, yeah, yeah. Uh, of countryside in uh, in Derbyshire yeah. to expand into. <laughs> well, luckily, no, no one even within five miles of where we live knows what Pentridge is. I don't think anybody would ever is. call you on that if you yeah, yeah. was to move. Well, but well, I, I, I admire yeah. you, you being a stickler for it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot of time we've seen in like bottle shops where we're in the Scottish section or the Welsh section. Yeah. You know, yeah. We sort of think we're uh, sort of got quite a Gaelic sound, sounding well, uh, looking word. I think I maybe. Can't see that, yeah. Or Cornish. Is another one. So uh, yeah, I don't think that would be too much of a problem. No, but it's it's it, it is. You know, going back to the question is, we didn't want to run 
a bar. No, if you like, if you wanted yeah, to run yeah, a bar, you'd yeah. run a bar, wouldn't you? Yeah. And and I, you know, I, I was at Round Corner um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, in Melton Mowbray. Yeah. yeah. It's a brilliant place, mm-hmm. but it's not what we set up to do. You know, that's not why we got into it. Just we just want to make amazing beer. That's yeah. all we try to do. And I'm sure in time we will end up having our own outlets, but if we had to have them to make the business survive, that would make me quite uneasy. That yeah. would suggest to me that there was something seriously wrong with well, I'm guessing, you the, know, the underlying business. Th- this would be actually quite a refreshing opinion for people to hear, Joe, because you know, literally the last six months, you know, almost every conversation I've had with the brewer said, oh, you know, we, we've, they've either already got a tap room and they're trying to figure out how to expand it, or they haven't got one and they're desperate to get one. So, so you know, it's great that you are sitting there saying, actually, you, know, you can run a, a brewery without a tap room. And it's, uh, yeah. But I mean, you, you can't... You, we are in a in an area that where rental property is cheaper than it is in a lot of the country. If you want to, yeah. if you want to run a manufacturing, just a brewery that just manufactures beer, and you wanted to do it in Greater London, for instance, oh. like you couldn't do it. No, no, it's just not. It's actually not possible. Like, no. you, you could run the numbers, and it wouldn't be possible. So, yeah. I think yeah. as well about the element where we, we, we have such a high volume of cask that we're producing. Yeah, if you were only producing craft beer then, yeah. uh, then it's a slightly different thing I think there's, there's not almost as enough outlets out there for you to, to, to do it as a, as a manufacturer sort of, uh, certainly not where we are well yeah, no. not yeah we if, if, if we decided tomorrow we were going to drop cask and just make cake and can beer we'd, we'd be out of business in three months right? <laughs> seriously it, it yeah. wouldn't work like, yeah. there's, there just aren't enough people around us that we can deliver beer to regularly that serve that kind of beer yeah. no no well, I'm glad there are plenty of people buying your cast beer because that, you know, that, that pleases me. It's, it's uh, you know we haven't unfortunately got a chance to drink any here, in here today, but uh, yeah. last time we did and it was amazing. So you know, the, 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 on the rare occasions when I do see Petrich on cask, it's always the first beer I order. And, uh, yeah, I saw you um, you posted something. It was a while ago now on Instagram yeah. that some well, beer had popped up in Reading. Yeah, like, I think it was it probably in the next head, was it? I yeah, think. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, it's, it's always a pleasure when I do see it. And, uh, yeah. Doesn't let me down yet. <laughs> Let's head in the general direction of the home straight, gents, by asking you uh, one of my traditional questions, which is to give a shout out to a little guy. Here I'm looking for you to mention one or more local to you beer businesses that you think are doing a great job promoting not just Pentridge, but independent craft beer in general. Uh, that can be another brewery, tap room, pub, or a bottle shop, uh, even a restaurant or a cafe. Somebody doing a great job promoting independent craft beer. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose it's Talbot's quite a few. The Talbot Ripley's is I like. Uh... So I spirit like when we uh, that's the Talbot Ripley when we started. Yeah. Um, getting interested in home brewing. That's mm-hmm. where we used to drink and. Almost every business plan I've ever written. Yeah, and it, and it was it's been it's changed it's changed <laughs> manager and ownership a few times, but the current guy Robbie runs it. He's, um, yeah. He's great. He actually lent us one of the Linders that we're using today Ooh. as well. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow. laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Brewery wise, I suppose the Fire Rock guys, which we've. Uh, yeah, we collab with those recently. Yeah, Fire Rock, they're, they're really good. And they've got Where, whereabouts are they based? Sort of in Ashfield. Okay. So, probably about 10, not, 10, 10 miles maybe. Yeah, not too far from us. I took my drive. We've got a bar and, and, a, uh, and, and a small brewery, so. Uh, nice. Oh, we'll check those out today. They do some decent 
sort of big stouts and big sort of strong beers. Sounds um, good. Awesome. Then there's. Yeah. Um, we don't want to give too many. You, can, you never. You can't mention. <laughs> you got to keep inviting us back. You see, so <laughs> nobody will yeah. give you some more. The, the main thing is people shouldn't take offence if you haven't mentioned them yeah. and they're your best customer, basically, because yeah. being put on the spot like this is hard to. Uh, Hard to think, but uh, no, some good names there. Gents, let's get into the wrap-up question then. And as repeat guests, at least Joe's a repeat guest, you guys get to answer the alternate wrap-up question, which is, which beer or beer style that is no longer available would you like to resurrect so that you can taste it either again or for the first time? And I'm going to need an answer from each of you. I share that quite a lot, Sierra Nevada Pale. Uh, yeah. It'd be interesting, I'd like the, the first ever batch of... Uh, it would. Stuff yeah. like, you know, you... Dogfish had 60 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, the old school. Yeah, when he was brewing it when he, when he American, first developed the, yeah, the method for dropping it in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got a soft spot for, for any kind of cream flow bitter, to be honest with you as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very much a guilty pleasure. Right. I sort of love some Worthington's. <laughs> for a moment, that was a real thing, wasn't it? Oh, no, I love it still. Yeah. Well, style-wise, because... You can more or less get a beer of every style now. Are there any yeah. styles that have died out? You know, that, that are actually not a, made a style, anymore. A style that you don't see very often, which is where we shared is the Westbrook um, Lichtenheimer. Lichtenheimer, hmm. which smoke wheat beer. Oh yeah. my god! I, I, I'm almost sure that that was what was mentioned on this podcast last week as well. Believe really? Like really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. Well, I remember buying that from Cottery Barnes like yeah. probably about five years ago. Yeah, I, I, Johnny, way, uh, Johnny from Holy Goat on last week, and I'm almost sure that was what he said. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. I'll have to check, and if, <laughs> if it wasn't, I'll, I'll edit this out. But yeah, so, I'm pretty, pretty sure. Yeah, that was like a euphoria moment. I'm like, oh, come on, let's think, think of an intelligent answer. Um, <laughs> there's got to be some. There's got to be something that is no longer available that I would like to try. Because mm. there, there are things like off as he used to be a Derbyshire brewery. Yeah. But not while we've been yeah, around. No. Like, like Kimberley Isles. Yeah, like there's loads of brews that were around here that yeah. we've never tried. Tell you what I'd like to try uh. is the when the um, the Bass, well the brewery that is now Bass, yeah. were, were brewing pale ale with the... Uh, the white shit. The, when they were collecting yeast in the, in the barrels. I can't remember mm. what the fermentation technique is called. The union. Is it Might well be, but they don't do it anymore. But they've still got the. Yeah, got it's it's the outside. Yeah, they've still it's got it in the museum. I, would lo- union, I can't yeah. remember what it's called. The Burton Union thing. I'd love yeah. to. I would love to try that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, actually, I suppose bass as well. Yeah. Like, interested to try bass through the. Yeah, I would, I would just like. I would like to go. I, honestly, like, just like really mm-hmm. mundane things. I would love to try. Go back to sort of the middle fifties and try. Mm-hmm. Try Caspier. Yeah, and see what it was like. Like, yeah. what was bitter like? I know alcohol, alcoholic strength was a lot lower back then. I'd, they were, yeah, yeah and, they, and, like, and, the, and the hopping levels probably wouldn't yeah. please you either, would they? Yeah. Yeah. Cost a yeah. yeah, I'd just love to know what it was like. Yeah, <laughs> that, and I'd like to go back to. I'd like to transport myself to the first time I ever had Kipling by Thornbridge at university, mm-hmm. and I thought yeah, it was yeah. the best thing I'd ever yeah. had in my life. Because yeah. it was the first UK brewery to use mm-hmm. Nelson Sorbin, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah. Sorbin played a big part, hadn't they? So when we first brewed in the in your, in your parents' garage when we first started, right. we drove over to Thornbridge and got two cases. Uh, one might have been Kipling. I know one was definitely bidded with Reverend the Maker's guitarist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a niche one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they always, uh, they always one of those, obviously, yeah. sort of lost the main Derbyshire brewery mm. for the last uh, couple of decades, really. And then there'd be. I know like the the big American ones. I'd love to go back, like things like Union Jack and mm. 
Um, obviously, mm. Pliny is the one everyone would say, I suppose. Yeah. I'd love to try that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you can edit together. I've got a couple of responses. I think the, you know, you, you mentioned Burton, and I do think that I'd like to go back to Burton, you know, in, in the heyday of, of Burton as the centre of British Britain and experience what, what that yeah. was like. So, you know, where you could <laughs> presumably walk, you know, I'm not sure whether you could walk or drive, but around the centre of the town. You've been to Burton? Not for a few years. Because um, it's a real, it's a shame because you would think it would have this like amazing like heritage centre I know well of course it, and it, you know, it's well, just it, a kind of grim market town yeah. like, well, it, 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 well this is what I was gonna, uh, this yeah. is where I was heading with that is you know I've, I've got a massive axe to grind with the evil insidious macros and uh, every week I put comments in the uh, in the newsletter that Steve edits out before we publish but <laughs> as soon as I edit the podcast he doesn't get to, to muzzle me on the podcast and so I'm going to say what I'm going to say you know and I think that you know amongst the many foul things that the macros have perpetrated on, on British beer by far the worst of them I think is is Molson Coors buying what was left of Burton and, and now shutting it down you know where we yeah. did, where there was a brewery heritage centre and you know, a museum, that, and that's now all gone, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, that, that truly is a you know barbarous act. Yes, we know. went a few, few well, quite a few years ago, didn't it we? Yeah. Yeah. You could tell there was no effort being put into it whatsoever. No, it was like it was just, just it's just so sad. Like we don't yeah. we don't have any kind of we don't have like a, a beer culture that traces its roots back into time, do we? we have like modern craft beer? Yeah, which essentially sees is, is viewed by a lot of people as being like an American import mm-hmm. or an American imitation. There's no sense that it that it harks back to the way that beer was made in previous eras. No, which is a real shame because it is really. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it is, but I mean, you, you, you're talking about the you know sort of reflecting on the you know the fifties and and forties mm. and whatever it would be, where you know I think most beer historians would you know try and pretend to forget that we could you know, that, that that period existed, and I know it's uh, yeah, but if you read if you read something like Barclay Perkins, the Barclay Perkins yeah. blog about about old school English brewing I mean the hopping levels were incredible like the, the, you know similar to what we're using now wow. but yeah. accounts like it's um, yeah it's a shame that it that you go to somewhere like Burton though and, the, and there's just nothing there there's no yeah. sense of this place because Americans Americans assume oh, that, you, 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 you use the word yeah. Burton on Trent to an American yeah. beer fan they, think, yeah. Yeah, they assume it's like some like yeah, centre of the yeah, universe yeah, exactly. like, well when yeah. we went there was an American couple yeah. there, and you could just tell yeah. how, how disappointed yeah. they were yeah. like yeah. like pints of the Doom Bar or something on the on the bar yeah. or something and you can buy some Worthington's White Shield stick yeah. yeah. obviously all the Americans get into, into, into beer Brewing and you know, Burtonisation. Well, they refer to Burtonisation, don't they? Exactly, no, one, yeah. no one in this country calls it Burtonisation, no, no, no. yeah. Burtonising water. Yeah, it's, kind of, yeah, it's, it's just sort of lost now. <laughs> Quite a bleak way to. Uh, it to is. Tell uh, we, we, uh, I guess you might say that we've got so much history in this country that we, you know, we can afford to throw some of it away. We don't preserve it. We're we? weird about so many things. Though. Like when, I, I went to the, the US about six weeks ago and you're in the airport and the, all the beers are brewed in it, I was in Boston actually mm. and all the beers were brewed in either Massachusetts or, or Maine they yeah. were on draft obviously they had some of the macros as well Yeah, but you got like six, seven beers from in-state but there was some really good, no, no doubt some yeah. really good beers yeah. to choose you know, from yeah. Maine lunch and mm. you know uh, Jack Sabby Hellas and stuff and it's like you come in this country you go to the airports and or wherever sports stadiums, yeah. wherever. there's just no engagement. No, with, it's either with, Heineken or if you're lucky, it's Weatherspoons, and you know and that's. that's <laughs> go to Derby, like go to Derby. We can get Derby's Carling, yeah. Carling and Guinness, and Bavaria, and and, and, and like Zero Zero alcohol, <laughs> and they're surrounded by fantastic so, breweries. Like, it's just, 
you oh, teed yeah. me up perfectly, Jake. So I've been waiting for an opportunity to mention uh, St Albans City Football Ground, where I was about three or four weeks ago. My son plays um, National League South football, and so we we're at St Albans for the game, and they have um, Mad Squirrel, and not just Mad Squirrel, just in one bar. They've got they've got container bars on three corners of the stadium, right behind the corner flag. Right. So wherever you're saying it, you know, the, the stadium only holds probably three thousand, maybe four thousand people, yeah. and there was maybe twelve hundred at the game. I think I was there. Was the same as yeah. But three Mad Squirrel bars, each with like eight craft beers, fantastic. You know, in, in little, little half-sized shipping containers, absolutely fantastic. If there is a football ground in Britain with a better selection of craft beer than that, I need to go there. Yeah, I think Altrinum in, in Manchester have like Pavona and, and, and Do they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's fantastic. You know, so really, this is if you're running a little little football club, you know, why would you not? Why would you not? Why would you not? get in contact with Belper. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why there's not more pressure. And funnily enough, you know, almost everybody in the ground was drinking what looked like a hazy pale ale out of a plastic glass yeah. watching the game. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a well, few people. Back, so there was queues at every, you know. You can drink in the stands at that. Then, yeah, you know, yeah. even though there was there were three bars, there was, you know, a, a short queue. You don't you get know, people trying to, like, uh, yeah. skull three pints of car in <laughs> half time. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Just so you can get through the second half. Oh, no. Yeah, the Oval in, in, in your league then. Yes, they are. I follow as a kid, I always start following them. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they've fallen from. Well, they were in the championship ten years ago. So, <laughs> well, the Washington yeah, Derby, they were two 0 up and lost three two, and now uh, they've been relegated uh, again. National League South. Gentlemen, I think we've probably just about exhausted uh, everybody's patience with this conversation, but uh, <laughs> but it's been a lovely uh, to catch up with you again. Looking forward to a terrific afternoon at Derby Beercon, which yeah. is literally two hundred yards from where we're sitting. So uh, yeah, we've not sure got far to go, no. but. It's going to be a real pleasure to, to drink all of the, the local beers as well as as well as some really interesting beers from Europe. Yeah, thrilled that you guys are still standing with a smile on your face, thriving, Just looking to expand. I, I, I've always been a fan of your beers since we first stumbled across them, and you know I've been really looking forward to seeing what you can do in the next year or two. But we'll be there every step of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nice to see you guys. Yeah, you too. Thanks for inviting us. If you enjoyed the podcast, then please tell your drinking friends and leave us a review in your podcast app, as it really helps others discover the show. And of course, if you'd like to help support us and save money in the process, then please head over to www.thisweekincraft.beer and become a member today for just £1.99 a month and get access to exclusive savings at the top UK craft breweries. 